Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Four Comedians with Spark Tabor, the podcast, episode two. On today's show, we got Mike Cody, whose debut comedy album, I Don't Want to Take a Nap, is available now on iTunes and shop.rooftopcomedy.com. So go out and get it. It's really funny. Trust us. In all two episodes that we've released so far, when have we been known to lie to you? Seriously. Get it. There's a little treat for you guys. We're going to play a little stand-up from the album. Give you guys a little taste. A little free sample. Also, make sure you visit our website at fourcomedianstv.tumblr.com. And thanks again for subscribing. Now here he is. Mike Cody. I'm drawn to people and things that are in some way nerdy. That's, that's what makes me happiest. And sometimes if I can't find something nerdy about a person or a situation, I just can't connect with them. Here's, here's the best example I have. Baseball. For years, I tried to like baseball. I really tried, but I couldn't. I would go to a game every summer and go, this is going to be the one. And then two innings later, I'm like, it's not going to be the one. <laughs> I would pray that they would get on the intercom and go, folks, uh, I think we tried your patience for long enough. going to take a 15-minute break and come back with roller derby. <laughs> it all changed for me one day when I was in Michigan. And this is completely true. I stumbled across the World Series of 1850s baseball. <laughs> it's a bunch of grown men who wear wool uniforms and grow big curly mustaches and they throw the ball underhanded and say words like, forsooth. (laughs) And they just get together and play old-timey baseball. And I was like, this is the nerdiest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I once saw a guy go to the Renaissance Festival dressed like Marty McFly. So the bottom line is, I am now on board with baseball, specifically 1850s baseball. I, I want to go to all the games. Take it up one latch more. I want to be an 1850s baseball heckler. <laughs> Just sitting in the stands going, pitcher. I say pitcher. For the sake of your betrothed. I sincerely hope you pitch woo with a great deal more vigor than you used to pitch the baseball. Pitcher. In the time that it took the baseball to cross the baseball plate, I made you a Gutenberg Bible. Pitcher. Hold the game. There appears to be some curious manner of white turtle that is crossing the field. It is small and white and spherical. And I would not want him to be heard. 
But upon closer inspection, it is not a turtle. It is merely the baseboard. Which you have thrown across the field at a less than rapid pace. I must say the game you're playing today reminds me greatly of our fantastic president, Mr. Millard Fillmore. <laughs> For every time I see you pitch, I feel more like taking a nap than I ever have before. Pitcher. Pitcher, are you crying? I've made the pitcher cry. It was not my intention, pitcher. Perhaps this will cheer you up. Are you aware that the famous contemporary author, Mr. Charles Dickens, is writing a novel about you? Yes. It's called A Tale of Too Shitty. Oh, you are a shitty, shitty pitcher. Pitcher. You guys have been fantastic. Thank you so much for coming out. See you all very soon. Welcome to Four Comedians. My name is Spark Tabor, and we're uh, here with three gentlemen and a nice young lady uh, for Four Comedians and Spark Tabor. Uh, everyone want to introduce themselves and uh, explain how you got started in comedy? All right. Well, I'm Annie Kalharka, and I'm an actor by training, so uh, comedy kind of became my favorite thing. I started doing uh, sketch comedy in college, and I've done a little bit of that throughout the year, and really into musical comedy as well. And I'm an amateur rap star, um, <laughs> you know just whatever, and started doing stand-up about a year ago, dabbled in that a little bit. So, that's my story. How about you? Uh, well, my name's Vincent Holliday. I honestly have been doing comedy probably since I crawled out of the womb. Um, just doing funny sketches and, and videos and stuff uh, in high school, got involved with uh, theater in high school and college. Uh, did some weird avant-garde performance art, and then uh, about four years ago, uh, saw Ryan Singer record his CD, and thought, oh, I can do that. And uh, I've been trying ever since. <laughs> In Vincent's defense, Ryan's CD was pretty bad, so. <laughs> no, uh, it's great. I love Ryan. I'm Alex. Um, good start. I just spit everywhere. I feel good. <laughs> I got started in comedy. They needed a headliner at the Apollo one night. That's why I hopped up. No, I wanted to do it through high school. Uh, friends kept saying, try it, try it. So I sat down with my mom and Googled comedy clubs in Ohio. Go Bananas popped up. And they had their funniest person in Cincinnati contest. Signed up, and that was it. Good segue here. The second time I went on stage was at the finals of that contest, and that's where I met this next gentleman who told me in the first two sentences of meeting him, he goes, hi, I'm gonna beat you tonight. 
<laughs> and I did. That's the thing, folks. Get in their heads early. Destroy them from within. That's what you need to do. Hi, I'm Mike Cody, eater of worlds. <laughs> oh, I, uh... I never, I never really wanted to, to do. I love comedy very, very much. I grew up listening to Bill Cosby albums, and I always liked uh, Chris Rock when I was in high school and college. But I never really thought about doing it. I, I moved to Cincinnati um, after college to go to professional wrestling training school to be a wrestling manager, and it didn't work out for a multitude of reasons. And then I just kind of, I found myself an office job. I got bored, and I needed just some form of creative expression. And I just found a stand-up comedy class. Uh, listening to the old city beats, I took it and uh, been doing it ever since then, and I love it. Um, and I like making Alex really sad. So. <laughs> oh, crushing him. Uh, actually, I guess I never talked about this, and I should have probably put this in the first episode or something. Uh, I started doing comedy about three years ago. I wanted to do it in high school as well. Um, I wrote jokes, and I just didn't tell anybody about them. I have a folder of them somewhere. Um, uh, I went. I used to go up and open mics at OU and just say things that weren't jokes. Uh, so I went. I did the same thing. I Google stand up comedy clubs. Go bananas popped up. Went there, did some stuff. My fourth time doing stand up comedy ever was the finals of funniest person in Cincinnati. And uh, Brian Nab beat me. He did, he didn't tell me he was going to beat me, but his friends did. They were like, We're, <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, 80 all, of us at least. And yeah, we're, like all three smash of them that up the room. They were like, yeah. Smash your face in real quick. So yeah. I hope you like it. Uh, <laughs> there are also a lot of, there are way more uh, black people at Go Bananas than the comics were used to. So every comic mentioned it because there was like 10 that came. Um, <laughs> That's a, that's a true story. So, all right. Uh, talk to, uh, as comedians, we have to deal with people. It's kind of our job. Uh, so talk to me about an awkward interaction you had with an audience member, either before your show, during your show, or after. Oh, uh, this happened to me a couple weeks ago, actually. I was, I was in Muncie, Indiana, uh, opening up for Mick Foley. And uh, pretty... Like pretty open, receptive crowd. Like the there was uh, a woman who was like drunk and trying to help and whatever, uh, but smack dab in the center of the front row uh, was this old guy, and and he was like making some comments um, kind of throughout uh, throughout my act, and uh, you know very loud and 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 at one point he called me the N word. Mm, good. And I have nothing for that. Like, I'm prepared for everything <laughs> but that. And, like, I acknowledged it. I was like, did you just, is that what you did? And I tried to move on. And uh, he kept at it. Did you say it back? No. I, well, <laughs> that's, like, well, that's like a crowd work trick, is you repeat what they say so everyone hears it. And then you get a second to think. So I just imagine you going, did you, and then saying the word. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no, I, no, I just agree with like, did, yeah, I was just like, did you really just call me the N word right now? And everyone was like, some of their uh, security people like were coming up, and then uh, he kept going, and then that's when I just like laid into him about like all these people here uh, worked their job to pay for their ticket to come in. They didn't come in. Uh, they, you know, they paid for your social security to buy your ticket to be here right now, so they have a right to kick your. And I just 
went on this giant baby boomer Gen Y rant <laughs> against him at that point. But yeah, I got called the N-word. Wow. A, yeah. Well, this mic does smell terribly. It's just real up in my face, in my nose. What does it smell like? It smells like nickels. Yeah. Oh. Wet nickels. Wet nickels. There we go. Okay. Like, have you ever gone to a, a water park and then tried to get, like, your money out of your pants or whatever and then smelled the money? Like, you don't smell it, but <laughs> it wafts. No, what does that smell like? I'm not curious. It smells like this microphone. That's what like I was that. trying to... I smell that microphone. All right, well, you know, <laughs> let's just go to Coney Island and then you'll smell my pants and that's how we'll... <laughs> that was one of my biggest fears when I started doing it. <laughs> what is this? What, what happened to you right Coney there was Island, one wet, of my biggest fears nickels. about starting stand-up comedy was just being wildly unrelatable. Like finding out that you're nothing like human beings. <laughs> like just going up there and being like, you know how money smells weird? Like, no. What are you nope. talking about? <laughs> well, you live and you learn. I'm gonna throw away my money. It's not like jokes. They're not ready for him. He's too tried. He's untried. Really? No one ever? You just went with the. All right, no, anyway. No, whatever. That's fine. Time, okay, all right. right. Whatever. Next time I'm gonna try that. Whatever. Go to a. Okay, so awkward. Yeah. People. Awkward people. Oh, every, they say awkward you. people, everyone looks at me. Uh, That's fine. Hey, awkward person uh, over there. Actually, my most awkward stage experience was during those shows that we did together. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> with, yeah, um, okay, so not to brag that the kids headline in this hometown. It's, it's kind of a big deal, two shows at the Arcade Comedy Theater. Um, like, packed show, like, people I haven't seen since high school. Like, and that was a while ago. And uh, about maybe like 20 minutes into my set, um, I noticed like there's all these people like crowded around and talking in the front row and I didn't know what was going on so I'm kind of like Master of crowd work Mike Cody's really gonna dig this out of the hole and then I go up there like oh what's going on are you guys talking and then my friend John who I didn't even see sitting there he's like Mike she's actually uh, having a diabetic seizure right now I was like oh well, I did. is she okay is she gonna be all right and then like everyone in the whole place just started staring. And I was like, well, hey guys. Like I went from like Captain Cock of the Walk, like you gonna come into my house and interrupt my show with your ramblings? And then I was like, folks, we're gonna take a 15 minute break. Uh, <laughs> and then like she left and like they, they called an ambulance. Oh, no. And then we got to restart the whole show. And that was horrible. Oh. Dear God, that was horrible. It was rough. It, that, went, it went up going okay. Yeah. But oh my God, I just I felt like the biggest turd. Crap. Well, I mean, how could you possibly know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, you, you prepare for horrible heckles. I would have rather someone called me the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the time I gave someone a seizure. At the, uh, so it wasn't really like a comedy show, really. Mm -hmm. It was just at like one of our giant nerd conventions uh, up in Columbus. And, uh, is, so we're doing like this like big interactive thing, whatever, and I'm in like just this horrible, horrible drag costume with this like glittery stuff and a skirt and and I, yeah, and and I was Sheila Hydemarch, venture captain of Magnum, uh, uh -huh. and the like the the convention is like losing their mind there, and at one point like we see this guy like laughing so hard, like his head slams on the table and he falls on the floor, and we're like, and he's just and. It, we're role playing, so we all pause for like three seconds and I'm like, he's committed to that character, right? And I'm like, oh no, this isn't. And yeah, he was laughing so hard, his blood sugar dropped when he had a seizure. Oh, so yeah, the paramedics had to come in and take He was fine, but. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. 
I forgot that I had given a guy a seizure. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> I killed him, man. <laughs> that was awkward. I have no, I, people don't, I don't have a lot of stories of people yelling at me from the state. Like, I don't know if it's just who I am up there that doesn't, people are like, they don't yell at me a lot. There's one time I was doing, this is going to sound like the most pretentious, this was pretty awkward. But I got, uh, I did a show with this, like a run of one-nighters with this guy who was really bad. I'm not going to say his name, but you just trust me that he was the worst comedian and person. But we do a show and then it's like he's horribly like racist and just offensive in like all the wrong ways. Are they right ways? But he was very offensive. <laughs> and he gets off stage and he sells merch after the show and he's uh, like one of the tables that he was picking on was like this Asian guy. It's like it was his birthday, and he like made like these offensive, like awful jokes about this guy being Asian. So they come up to me, and I'm like standing off to the side because I don't like to talk to people after the show generally. And they're like, "We liked you so much better than that guy. He was just mean." And this guy's standing like where I'm here. He's you right there, and he goes, "I can hear you guys." And I, I was this weird thing where I was like, "Well." I felt bad for him, but I was like, they're not wrong. You know what I mean? Like, they're yeah. totally right. And then they was like, it's all right. I felt bad because it was, it was, it was their birthday. They were like, you want to come to the bar? And I was like, yeah, you guys seem great. You just, I'm sorry that your night was so shitty. I'll go to the bar with you. And then we walk into the bar, and the first thing that happens when I walk into this bar is, you know those like punching bag games where like, yeah. like you hit it and it goes up? Yeah. I walk in, and this guy hits this punching bag. Like, it's right by the door. So I walk in to just... I'm not gonna yell into the mic, but like, boom, right there. And I turn, and this guy just stares me down. Like, he was like, like not even like tough talking, like, he was like bowed up on the machine, but then to me, because I was just the closest. And then I get to the table, and I'm like, yeah, this is where we used to come when we were trying to sell all of our cocaine that we didn't do. And I was like, I didn't even know that was a thing that people did. I thought you did all of the cocaine. And then there was a huge fight, and I left. But that was, that was pretty awkward. Whoa. Uh, yeah. What city was that in? That was in uh, Merrillville, Indiana. <laughs> Oh god! I've actually I've actually heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I actually had my most awkward audience experience just this week. No. I was doing I just closed this one woman show and uh, on Wednesday I opened the show and there's a baby in the front row and it is not at all a family friendly show. <laughs> I mean no real no stand up or theater really. I mean children's theater but. No. So there there should not have been a baby in there. And I don't know how the baby like made it in, like how the house manager was like, yeah, yeah, I think you're one year old. Mm. Uh, but my anxiety went like fucking through the roof. And <laughs> this baby throughout the show was doing everything from being breastfed to being like carried off into the wing and brought back and being attended to by like another random audience member. Um, also on a blanket in the front, like climbing two feet into the stage light as my unofficial co-star. And then like, for the ending, uh, I was in the position of the stage where I was like literally right in front of the baby and mama and baby was getting its diaper changed. Mm. Yeah. I wonder it how many pretty <laughs> remarkable. I wonder how many people left your play and was like, I liked it, but I didn't understand the baby. That, <laughs> no, right? that was an interesting choice. That was all lost on me. Very. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And actually, the weirdest thing is that uh, I also know the baby. Like, I nannied for that baby before, and this lady uh, who is the mom is a little nutty. And afterwards, she wouldn't leave, and I was like, I did not want to see her. I was a little bit perturbed. 
Uh, but she wanted to get photos, and she had a present for me from the baby. Was it the diaper? <laughs> <laughs> Here, will you dispose? You have a genie backstage, right? <laughs> no, uh, so she had a gift for me, too, that was homemade bath salts from baby. Oh, yeah. the card said from baby? From baby, yeah. Well, I don't want to give away the baby's name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the baby could be listening. <laughs> I know, right? I, I was happy it said from baby. baby like, no, is, I mean, matter. to be fair, baby is like my biggest fan, so. And a fan of the theater. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Trying to get on stage. So. I mean, be a part of your world. It took yeah. me a minute to catch up because I thought you meant like she made the bath salts from the baby. For a minute, the baby's just gone. I don't know how kids work. I don't know. Well, it's a rough <laughs> world. It's a rough world we live in. My baby shit these bath salts. For me. <laughs> you were great. Merry Christmas. Christmas indeed. Well, good. I will, Chris, well, we'll get to that. Um, Cincinnati is a very talented city. All of us uh, are from here, spend a lot of time here. Who is a comedian in Cincinnati or, or recently uh, in Cincinnati that you guys uh, look forward to watching? Like, I'm not saying that you guys think this is the funniest person, just someone that every time they get on stage, they're like, oh, I need to sit down and listen. They live here now, still? They don't have to have lived. It's they recently, let's say within the last year they've lived here, the year and a half. I mean, because the people last time talked about other people that had moved away from some time, and I. You want to keep talk it. about who you want, whoever you whoever you want. I don't I don't want to. Man, your show. Is, yeah. Current is better, but whatever. Do what you want. Just be good. Who goes first? I mean, not me, because I hate everyone. <laughs> this is only nice things. I don't want to just... I know. Right. If you want to say something mean, don't. Yes. <laughs> don't. I'm trying to scan open mic rosters that I've seen. Yeah, I, I like watching people grow. That's one of my favorite things. So, like, every time I see uh, Bruce Harstel, he's always got so much new stuff. He's got a very distinct voice. Um, and it feels like he always grows every time I see him. He, he, he does such great stuff. He's got, he can pull off things that most other people can't. And anytime I ever get the chance to see him perform, I know he's gonna pull something out that's gonna make me really laugh hard. And he's just a cool guy too. So he's probably one of my guys. Will you do his voice? Never tried to. You never have? No. Really? Well, here's the thing about being really sharp. No, that's not No, no, no. I'm sorry. You really put me on the spot. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. You really did. Pope Francis, why don't you do his voice? <laughs> no. Do Garfield. <laughs> no. Were you there when I tried at the no. one show? I didn't even know he had a voice. Show's over. We're going to talk now. <laughs> um, you tried to do Garfield? Yeah, it. Once. <laughs> okay. I like watching uh, Mike Cronin. Uh, I feel like that's too easy. He's a great comedian that lives here. He's always fun, just goofy, silly guy. Uh, new people that I like watching, I like, I mean, I like watching you, Spark. Uh, that's thank you. not just because you're sitting here. But I don't know where to look while I'm doing all of this. I, like, <laughs> I don't either, actually. Uh, <laughs> this is my show. I don't, I'm like, uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know. There's cameras. There's and just then, a lot of cameras. I like watching Josh O'Neill, uh, who's new here, I mm, think, yeah. for how long he's been doing it and how new he is to it, he writes good jokes, and I like watching, I like watching him almost for the same reason of growth, but like potential growth that I see in him is exciting. Mm. Like I, I like seeing newer people that I'm like, oh, you could be good at this. I like watching people that, that, again, this sounds pretentious, like remind me of myself, and I say that because I was really bad at stand-up comedy when I started, and I like watching 
people that I'm like, oh, I, you, you're, you're better at this than I was uh, when I was where you were, and I want to see what you do with that. Mm. So that's my answer. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, I guess... I hope we don't have to pick just one, because we've got... You don't have to, no, just talk. Okay, because we've got, like, a lot of, of new people mm-hmm. um, that I'm really happy with. Uh, Josh O'Neill is another... Uh, is great. Um, I like Jacob Wilson, mm-hmm. and uh, and Kyle Jeffers just yeah. has, like, this... He's weird. Uh, uh, Amber Rainwater. Yeah, she's super new. It, yeah, um, and I've watched her just grow quickly uh, and, and start to get some confidence... Can I just say that I didn't know she was a person until I saw her name on Govanan's website on the open mic list, and it was right after Homer Shadowheart. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, is this a real person or like a bit that games? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I mean, I I think we've got like a lot of really good new talented people uh, in the Cincinnati scene. And then um, John Shrek's just my favorite little pet. Yeah. I've, I've loved watching him grow and just go up on stage now and... Yeah. And kill it. I want to add John Shrek's muscles to my list. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I'm going to add John Shrek's dimple. <laughs> Vincent so and John Shrek have a, have a very sexy relationship. <laughs> That's the best way to describe it. I guess I'll piggyback. Like I like, I do. I like Cronin, and I like. Um, you have to pick Rogan. someone I like new too. Uh, and uh, John Shrek's great, and um, I like Carl Spath a lot. There it is. He's dry and. He's fun. He's funny. He's so real and so himself. It's refreshing to watch. I like Gabe, Kia, and um, yeah. Now I just feel like kind of a dick for mind. forgetting people. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's one, there's someone I'm thinking of now that I can't remember his name that I've only seen once at an open mic, but he had one of the best jokes that was like something like was he like short, bald guy, of, kind of heavy? No. Can I, can I say his joke? Is that terrible if I didn't know? Yeah, you just said like, someone will know it. Wouldn't it be great if you could wake up with confidence? <laughs> Do you know who I'm talking about? I don't know who that is. Oh, I just, that made me laugh so hard. Every can Cincinnati comic? List? Yeah, sure. Uh, Jonathan Caldwell. Okay. <laughs> oh, yes, he is great. I've never seen anybody doing anything <laughs> like he's doing, and it's so weird. It's just <laughs> the weirdest stuff I've ever seen, and most people would hate it. Sorry, Jonathan. But it's awesome. I love it. It's mm-hmm. so funny. I think the fact that we've said so many names is a credit to how talented of a city yeah. Cincinnati is. Like, just across the board. For, for the amount of stage time that exists in this town and the opportunity that's here, which mm-hmm. is not a lot, um, there are so many funny people here. And it's a really great place to start comedy, and a lot of funny people are in this town. And it's hard to narrow it down to just one or two or three. Or mm-hmm. I wouldn't say this is a great place to start. You don't think you this don't is think a, it's a great place? place to start? I think this is the best place to start stand-up comedy. I think this is a good transition place, but it's, it's almost like Go Bananas is too easy, and I feel like what that, do you mean? like everything works there. And and granted, like the community is great and nurturing and everything, but I almost feel like there's not enough struggle to really like inspire people with the confidence to be like. Like, to go to Go Bananas and be like, oh, yeah, no, this feels great. Like, you just start there and you go outside of that, and then it's like, oh, people are mean and rude, and they don't get things. And it's like, then that's, it's almost defeating. Like, well, I'm just not going to go anywhere but here. Well, I, then they're never going to be comics, and you don't have to worry about those yeah. people. You know, if they don't, well, don't want to venture out, then they'll just be people who go to Go Bananas once a month. 
then they're Which irrelevant. There's a lot that. of people that go to Go Bananas, but I think well, the fact <laughs> that the Go Bananas is so great, I won't say across the board that everything works there, but it's a real comedy club with real audiences that doesn't have that sticky, just 80s shtick vibe to it. Like it's a, it's a place where you can go with, with jokes mm -hmm. and get an honest read on those jokes. I mean, it, I will agree with you that you can take some of the jokes that will crush and go bananas out into these other environments mm -hmm. and you'll get nothing. But I think the, the, the thing that I'm grateful for, and I tell this to people in Chicago all the time, is that I started in a place where I could, know, I could write something and know if it was funny. What I find so hard about like New York and Chicago and I assume Los Angeles, cities like that, where people start in the worst environments possible for stand-up comedy, where mm -hmm. you're just performing to empty rooms and jaded yeah. stand-up yeah. stand comics that aren't even listening to you. I think it's important to, to early on be able to write a joke and know how a joke that works is supposed to be written. And I think that's what Go Bananas and a lot of places in Cincinnati give you. And I think in that regard, it's a great place to stand up. But I, you're not wrong about what you're saying. Um, there are, you know, other cities that'll, you can cut your teeth a lot faster and put that chip on your shoulder to like, well, no, I gotta get great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a very warm city in Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like the, the fourth time I ever did stand up was at Go Bananas. Uh, and I'm still glad that I started in Dayton and moved down here to kind of yeah. like toughen myself up to, to appreciate Cincinnati as opposed to you know, like having my parents pay for college and then I go into the real world and be like, why isn't people handing me stuff? Yeah. yeah. I also feel like what you said though is like, I feel like if someone's gonna make it, they're gonna, they're gonna do it no matter where they are. Like there is a certain intangible that has to exist in a person yeah. that no city's gonna give to you. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, there's just different opportunities in different right. cities, but if a comic's gonna be a comic, it's gonna happen no matter where you are. It's a, it's a speed thing, I think. Like in New York, I, maybe you'll, agree with me here is that it happens faster. Like I'll meet people that are like, I'll be like, how long have you been doing comedy? They'll be like, two years. And two years in New York and I'll say in Chicago is like four to five years. It's just because the amount of stage time that exists there. I would say, yeah. I think it's just amount of how, like the, the rate at which that progression happens is, is the only difference. I think so. I agree with you though about uh, not always knowing because I'm, you know, I, I lived in Chicago for a while. I live in New York now, and it, it, sometimes doing those shows where it's just other comedians and there's there's no audience, like you get go yeah. bananas, or even at the Funny Bone too, if you want to go over there, uh, you don't actually know if it's funny. Mm -hmm. Like you, you get a general sense of it's funny, but you don't really know. Go bananas, you can try something out and yeah. know with real people. Like mm -hmm. if this is the best that this joke will do, it will do well in front of people. There are times in New York where I'm like, I think this is funny, and I think it's funny because. Uh, the three people in this room all chuckled at the same time. Yeah. So I might take it someplace else and they'll applaud when I said this joke. <laughs> uh, mm. And then there's other stuff they don't laugh at at all, which in other cities they might laugh at. So it's it's good to know. I, I agree. I think this mm. is a great place to start out. It's It's got just enough, there's just enough rewards and you have to do just enough to hustle that you can get little things. Um, it's. I don't think it's a great place to stay forever. But, you know, it's a great place mm. to begin. Good. All right, uh, you're talking to Comedy Santa, and you're making one wish for the community in general. And Santa will grant it, and it will happen immediately. Uh, for example, if I was talking to Comedy Santa, I would ask people to stop saying, uh, what if Bill Cosby was at the grocery store? This is how he'd sound shopping. 
I don't like jokes like that. If those would just stop. Maybe, maybe that's a, I don't know if that paints the picture I'm trying to paint. I just, if, I don't know. You get it. I'm the host. I ask the questions. Go. Are you saying in comedy in general or locally? This is in the, general. The greater in general. Community. This is the greater community of like, all. I mean, you can okay. speak locally. It doesn't have to be a pet peeve that we're eliminating, right? It could be anything like, you want. I, any, oh anything in yeah. comedy that you want gone goes away forever. Okay, so I want to. I'm going to pull the monkey's paw trick or the genie. I'm going to wish for more wishes. Okay. Because uh, I, the first thing I want to get rid of is right. Here's my joke, right? Here's my setup, right? Right? Tell me. I don't know. You're telling me. Don't don't look for me for confirmation. Mm -hmm. Just tell me. And the other is, I don't want to hear jokes about you telling jokes. I don't want to hear jokes about jokes. I'll be like, so I was, I told a joke one time in Madison, Wisconsin, and this lady was like, how about you just tell the joke from Madison, Wisconsin? I don't want to know your stories about, like, you know, like, I'm a comic and I don't want to hear you gripe about work. I'm sure all these other people who aren't comics probably don't give a crap about you and how hard your life is. They don't get up there and be like, oh man, so I was doing a VLOOKUP in Excel and I forgot that the range had to have a colon in it and didn't put the exclamation mark on the sheet. And like, and no, I don't care. Okay. Ladies, fellas. Um, I want Comedy Santa to do away with, and this isn't bitter or anything like that, I, I always get bothered when I see people who get opportunities because they look the part, as opposed to being deserving of the opportunity. Uh, like, I don't know, I've, I've seen situations where like there have been like showcases or things like that, and like the most physically put together person, the most attractive person, isn't always the most talented person, and they, they get something over someone, I don't, I don't say like me or anybody I know, but like somebody who's more deserving of an opportunity, it, it goes to like the most, the person who would look best on TV. And I think that's, I think that's wrong. You know, you don't need, there, there are too many hot people in comedy. <laughs> I'm trying to see hot comedians. I want to see some more weird looking schlubby people who are normal, honest to God human beings, as opposed to the person with the million dollar smile, who I can't relate to. And most people who just want to laugh, they can't totally relate to. They, you want somebody that's, you know, it looks a little bit more beat up. There's a life that's a little bit more lived in. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just not down with, like, movie star looks doing comedy. It's Dating's great. hard when you're this beautiful, am I right? <laughs> I just want to tell you, you're, you look great, man. Thanks. I mean that. Thank you. We should kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, uh, I feel like Santa gives stuff, doesn't take stuff away. So what I want to say, what I would like from Santa is to give... Um, all of the comedians in the world, the flu. I feel like there's too many comedians. <laughs> and that's what I would like to get rid of, some of the comedians. That's half jokey, half serious. There are so many comedians and so only so many opportunities. Mm -hmm. So I would either like there to be more opportunities or a lot of comedians that get sick and die. Fair. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> that's no, that's fair. There's only so many shows. Well, not the way TV's going. <laughs> it seems like there's an infinite amount of channels and yeah. shows. There's only so many shows you want to be on. Yeah. Movies, whatever. Um, I guess I, I don't know. I would like to see there be like a variety show going on on the on the regs around here. Um, that could showcase like comedians and all kinds of stuff. 
you know, sketch comedy, all kinds of comedy, burlesque, whatever, bands, music. The burlesque shows are so fun. Yeah. They are the most yeah, fun. Yeah, well, and I mean, some of the, I've seen a handful of burlesque, not a lot of it, but the best ones always have like a comic host and mm -hmm. um, that always adds something great to it. Sort of yeah, my first paid gig was that. The element uh, of like sexy and funny just goes so well together. And their, <laughs> and their punny names yeah. that they all have. Yeah. So the that's best. what I would ask for from Comedy Sam. Right. I'm going to switch away from comedy here, get a little bit more fun and free. I want you to tell me one thing that was wrong with the movie Avengers, Marvel's Avengers. Got this. <laughs> you better not use mine. <laughs> uh, the lack of black people. Okay, yeah. Bunch of white, yeah. I would like to think that uh, Black Panther had applied to be an Avenger, and they just saw that the letter was from an African prince and filed it as spam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Captain America was like, not my America, or something. Right, probably. yeah. There are a few fair. of those jokes in there, right, where Captain, isn't he like, Give Sam Jackson his coat at one point in the movie. You know what I'm talking about? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go back and rewatch this now. There are. There's a couple times where it's like more not to him being racist, but a reference that he is from the past. And like I think he, there is a point where he like flips him his car keys or something. He's like, "Will you take care of this for me?" or something oh, like that. You know what I'm talking about? There is the one, t the the look that Captain America gives him when uh, Nick Fury is drinking from the water fountain. Yeah, stuff like there's like a few a few of those in there. I feel like, is it not in there? It's not I don't, in there. I, don't I just look like an idiot. Shows over. I, mean, <laughs> I got to tap out because I haven't seen it. I'm sorry. Oh, that's why I chose it. I, I thought everyone had seen it. I'm sorry. Uh, All right. Terrible. Um, well, you can talk about how there weren't enough female characters. There weren't enough female characters. And the one they had was really crappy. Petite brunettes. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson wasn't enough. Movie. You would have been a great wasp. I, Duh. Good character, not Miss the... Wasp. Yeah. <laughs> White Anglo-Saxon. Yeah, there was enough of those in the movie. <laughs> it was... During the battle scene, they're all talking to each other. Hey, I'm going to go up there. None of them are wearing earpieces. They're just talking and hearing each other. There's no earpieces. What are they just... Hey, up here. Now Hawkeye, like three blocks away. They're just talking to each other. Didn't that bother anybody else? Some of them... They're not wearing any earpieces. Some of them fly. They're not wearing any earpieces, <laughs> you know? None of them have supersonic hearing, that's true. Or yeah. I don't know if that's what they need to have. I like sonic burgers. Maybe they did, and S.H.I.E.L.D. just made them like super nanotech to Well, they wear. should be here, take these nanotech things. They're just, they're just like, hey, I'm gonna go do this. And they, they kind of pointed it, there's nothing in there. Like, it's not the first time Whedon has- Why does this bother has... no one but me? There's nothing in their ears. Maybe they're like tiny. I don't know. I believe they're just there. Maybe all the black characters that got cut out of the movie. Could it just be that Joss Whedon was a part of it? Like that's wrong enough for me. i just. I thought he did a good job. You didn't think it. I just hate everything Joss Whedon does because every character is an extension of Joss Whedon. Like, oh, we're all smarmy, and then someone dies at the end that you really love. I'm like, I liked that Safe House show. Whatever, what was it called? Dollhouse. Dollhouse. I liked that show. Yeah. Like, that, that. Anyway, <laughs> right, well, if you didn't see Avengers, why didn't you see Avengers? That'll be your. God, I don't know. When did it come out? Two years ago, last summer. What was summer? I doing? Last summer. You were just a kid. I was just yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was at church camp. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's a good start. All right, uh, now I'm going to give you two characters, and you're going to tell me if they made a movie, what it would be called, and what it's about. Does that make sense? Okay. Mm -hmm. Danny Glover and Baloo from the Jungle Book. Uh, 
Glue was the bear, right? Glue was the bear. The bear necessities bear. Singing, shaking it. Keeping Mowgli alive. Uh, I think it's going to be another buddy cop drama. Okay. Uh, Much like, like, like Danny Glover, you know, it, Mel Gibson's moved on, but Danny Glover still hasn't retired yet. And uh, the bear, so it's going to be uh, Rookie Baloo. And Baloo's going to be, it's like training day. But what's, what's it called? Rookie Baloo. Oh, it's Rookie Baloo, okay. <laughs> I think it's just going to be Lethal Weapon 5. <laughs> <laughs> I think that they're going to try and reboot that franchise, but for children. Um, <laughs> And Baloo, obviously, you know, shot children's movie star, and Danny Glover has braces. So it hits all the points. You know what I mean? (laughs) Everything you need. Well, I I think Danny Glover is a park ranger um, who's been demoted to sweeping up after the bears, and he's about two weeks away from retirement, (laughs) and it's called I'm Getting Too Old for Bear Shit. Okay. I can't top that. That's fine. Well, that's fine. Good. We're going to do uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Donkey Kong. Can it be a porno? It can be whatever you want, girl. Titanic Kong? Yeah, Titanic Kong. Keep going. That's better. Keep going. What are they doing? Who fucks who? From a bomb? Smoking weed from a bong. Are Eight you rapping? Or <laughs> Do you call rap songs porn? Is that what's happening? <laughs> you sneak rapping me? It's a hip opera porno. Hip opera porno. I like it. Beyonce's probably in it then, mm-hmm, right? She's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. somewhere. Yep, she's got a feature. Good. I feel like it, like Leonardo DiCaprio is like the. Like, he, he's some sort of, like, business guy or whatever, like, trying to play the stock market or whatever. And uh, and Donkey Kong is, like, you know, he's betting against him or whatever. So it's, it's kind of like Wall Street, but not quite. And then uh, somehow there's just terrorist attacks and, and shooting and stuff. I don't know where it goes. I, I just i am stuck on the, the title of uh, Lock, Stock, and a Monkey Throwing Barrels is where I'm <laughs> at. I think that... It's New York City, 1973. There's a sanitation strike. The city is overrun with garbage. DiCaprio, down and out, struggling artist, needs to make ends meet. Gets hired to be a sanitation scab. Is that how that works? He's a scab. But can't do it on his own, because he's weak. He's an artist. So he brings in Donkey Kong, because he can lift those barrels. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the name of this movie is called Catch Me If You Garbage Can. <laughs> <laughs> Hitting <in> theaters <laughs> tomorrow. Look, guys, I haven't figured out the plot yet. We got a title. It's uh, The Jonky Unconned. <laughs> I think it's. <laughs> I don't think we need a plot with, a, with, a, with monkeys in it. We don't need a plot. We get it. <laughs> okay. We're going to do uh, Barbara Streisand and the pool of coins that Scrooge McDuck dives into 
during the beginning scenes of DuckTales. I just want to say, this seems, it's going to get offensive real quick. Right, yeah, I'm already, I'm already against this combination. I'm like, that's racist. Why? It's Jeez. called <laughs> Jewy McGulpoint. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. She's Jewish. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with Alex on this one. I'm like, All right. Not Barbara Streisand. Alicia Keys <laughs> and the coins. Oh, man. It's called... I was on the Cosby Show. <laughs> was she on the Cosby Show? She was. I didn't know that. One of those Cos, Cos and the Kids episodes ah. where he's like... I think, uh, I think it might have been the dentist one where he just does the dentist bit to the kids. I think she's in there. Um, and that's the movie. <laughs> I want to go again, but later. How did you come up with this again? Now I'm like, oh, I wrote no, down humans, and then I wrote down these... cartoons, and I'm just mixing them up. Ah, OK. That's why I keep looking down. Secrets of the trade. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Do you guys want another one, or is this, is this not working for you? Not working for me. I was really looking forward to busting out those Jewish stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> we, you guys can go back. I legit forgot. I mean, I didn't forget that Barbara Streisand was Jewish. I just didn't think about it when I was making the comparisons. I thought I was halfway to making a Scrooge McDuck funny girl connection, and then you switched it up, and uh, I got nothing. It's a movie about a Jewish woman who has uh, a, a lake of gold coins in the, the back of her house that she dives into. And it's called A Good Idea. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm Jewish. Did we hit that earlier? I, <laughs> I think we hit that. Did we get that? Honestly, I think it's just a dream sequence from Yentl. Of, if she were a rich girl, and she's just, yeah, do, 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 do. That's just it. <laughs> get ready for Pasha Shana. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, uh, we'll do one more. We'll do uh, current, we'll do, this is current events. So we'll do uh, if Megyn Kelly and Phil Robertson did a movie, what would it be called and what would it be about? I don't know either of those people. I, I don't know. Those people. I Megyn don't know Kelly, uh, for our audience members, Megyn Kelly is the uh, Fox woman that wanted to make sure everyone knew Santa was white for show. And Phil Robertson is from Duck Dynasty, and he'd said some unfortunate things about the gays and maybe minorities. I haven't read the whole article, but I, I think they might have skipped over the minority part. Yeah, I feel like Kevin Smith already made this movie and called it Red State. I didn't see that. It looked bad. I didn't know if that was was it good. No, it's really. It was like it's a good experiment. It's, it's worth watching to see like what he would do if he didn't really have any rules towards like making money <laughs> like that. But it's not a great movie. It's like a horror movie, right? No? It looked like a horror yeah, movie in the preview. There's like kids in cages or something, right? Yeah. But it's like it's more like a it's almost like anti-government by the end. Like it's it's like half like Branch Davidian and half uh, what's the name of the church at Westboro Baptist? Yeah. Half ba Westboro oh, Baptist. Fed half the government reaction to Waco. It's it's not good. Look, from the first half that I saw, there were like kids in cages and they were using the Bible. So I'm just like, there we go. All right. Well, you know that. So it's the lady that says, said Santa was white. Yeah. And the guy that hates gays on the duck show. I'm sure they're more than that, but that's all I know about them. So that's all they are to me. So they're two. He also hates black people. Hates black people. He did mention the blacks, uh, but not so much of an uproar about it. it okay. Maybe this is too real. It's called Miracle Birth on 34th Street. <laughs> It's not called that. It's called <laughs> Santa, It's called 
Santa Claus 2. We got it right this time. It's not, okay, it's not called that. Did bad. you say right or white? White this white. time? Which is funnier? You guys <laughs> back there, edit it. Edit whatever hits harder. I'm dreaming of a white straight Christmas. Uh. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this game called puns? Because it seems like it's it turning it into be. puns, which I don't mind. Jingle all the way to the clan meeting? There you go. Huh? There we go. Pressure's on. After I hit him with that miracle bird. <laughs> You're gonna go with Django all the way? Uh, <laughs> Django all the way with that meeting. Unchained. <laughs> I know Medea's involved, but I don't you need it. Well, first off, it's Tyler Perry presents. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, Duck am I, yeah, no, keep going. Do you have more? No, I don't. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, well, we're gonna, con- uh, we're gonna conclude this episode. It's- Getting about that time. So it's time for one minute with. It's pretty simple. Here are the rules. Uh, get my phone, get my timer ready. Each person gets one minute to say whatever you want. And then I cut you off at a minute. Um, and who wants to start? Good job, Annie. I can start. It's fine if you guys. Yeah. Okay, we'll start. Start one minute with Spark. Hi, everybody. Uh, Happy uh, whatever you celebrate. Here is what I have to say. If you're shopping, the people working at that store aren't there to make it harder for you to get what you want. If we don't have it in stock, it's not because we heard you were coming and wanted to ruin your day. Or maybe it is because you're a douchebag. And I heard that you're a terrible person who doesn't deserve the happiness of their kids. And I said, no, we're not going to have the Hobbit on Blu-ray for this snob goblin. We have it on DVD, but you don't want DVD because you have a high-def TV and your kids can't enjoy it if it's not on (sighs) Blu-ray. So next time you go shopping, just remember that we're working together to make you happy. And I don't make any less or more money if you buy stuff. So leave me alone. Also, if I'm helping someone, no, I can't tell you where the bathroom is. Why don't you look? There's four corners in this store. No one's using a bucket. Get your crap together, people. That's been my time. Minute with Spark Tabor. Minute and six with Spark Tabor. Sorry. It's a rough day at work. Uh, <laughs> who's next? Doesn't, doesn't have to be that angry. It could be a lot happier. One minute with. It's because you're right the there. the first in line. Yes. I yeah. Okay. All right. We have one minute with. Annie. It's going to be a sleepy minute. I'm sorry. I'm a sleepy lady today, but I guess I got to go back to the lady and the baby. That was so weird. That was so weird. And the next day when I went in, I asked the house manager, so any babies tonight? Like, what's the deal? He's like, oh, was the baby bad? Was the baby acting up? I'm like, the baby was a baby. Does it matter? (laughs) It was making baby noises. It was underscoring the entire time. It was absurd. I also don't... I also neglected to mention that baby's mom, I think, has a crush on me, and now is transferring the baby to have a crush on me. <laughs> so it's like the most bizarro thing. Uh, I probably shouldn't even be talking about this at all. I'm kind of afraid she's gonna see it. It's gonna make everything worse. But that's gonna be my minute. I'm tapped out. Thanks, Clark. <laughs> and that was 49 seconds with Annie. <laughs> 
All right. And here's the minute with Vincent. Uh, I really like the concept of you've got a minute, so say whatever you want. And I wonder how many people like use this minute to be like, oh, look at me, I'm going to say something funny about my wiener. When like it could be the last thing that you ever possibly say, and you only have a minute to encapsulate something to tell the entire world to leave with them for the rest of their lives. So I want to use it to hopefully get everyone just to know that love is always the answer. Like there's never a moment when that's not an option on the table. And this whole like good versus evil stuff, you know, like uh, we're good and we're bad and we have to fight heads and whatever. And when it all culminates in revelation, when God and the devil fight and whatever, maybe, maybe we don't have to fight it. Maybe we just hug it all out. And that's where we end from there. And that is 59 seconds, 59.7, almost a perfect minute with Vincent. I thought you were going to kill yourself at the end of that for a second. (laughs) (laughs) The last thing you ever say. And then you shot yourself. Bring it down. You do. Can you give me a light at 40 seconds? Uh, no. Like a finger? Mm. You just have to to feel it. I got to feel it. (laughs) Just have to feel it. Can you give me one? I'll I'll give you a gentle caress. (laughs) It's a minute with Alex. It's a movie about a uh, reality show star uh, about a family that makes duck calls. And he says something homophobic in the media. And so he's sentenced to community service. Turns out this guy, at one point, though, was a star hockey player in his youth. (laughs) And he takes over the local youth hockey team, who are a bunch of ragtag kids, you know? Good kids, but lost. And he rounds them up and he says, hey guys, we're gonna be the best. Somehow we're gonna go from skating on this pond to the Olympics, and they do. Um, And their coach all the while uh, doesn't change. And the movie is called The Whitey Ducks. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to trademark that if I could. (coughs) TM, is that that what I hit? That is 53 seconds with Alex Stone. Oh. That's pretty good, right? Alex. First names only. Thanks, buddy. Cody, you ready? It's on me. Yeah. Okay. And here's a minute with Mike. First of all, Spark, I think your minute should be called Spark Notes. Right? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, second of all, I just want to say, I've said this many times privately. I will say this publicly so that it's on record. I am so sorry that I got into your head and messed with it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not like that at all. I, uh, I don't know why. I just thought, well, that's what you do, right? This is competition. This is man stuff. I got to I gotta freak out this young guy with a, with a lush full head of hair. I got to really get into his head and uh, just mess with him. And uh, I'm sorry about that. I, I love you, and I think you're super hilarious. And Thanks, buddy. Yeah, no problem. Likewise. Um, also, I, I came up with a good joke today. Um, yeah, actually, I'm, I'm writing a series of books. Uh, it's, it's a fart-based parody of The Rapture, and it's called Left My Behind. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I have a CD that's out now. It's called I Don't Want to Take a Nap. And it's on iTunes and shop.rooftop, rooftopcomedy.com. And I, I don't want to work anymore. So please follow <laughs> That's all. And that is 59.8 with Mike. Who knew a guy starting comedy after going to wrestling school will try and punk somebody out? <laughs> 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 full heel. Yeah, that was a horrible thing to do. I don't know why I did that. I, it's okay. I love you. It's all good. Yeah, go ahead and uh, if you have anything you want, this should have been in the beginning, uh, but we're learning. If you have anything you want people to follow or watch or do to get in contact with you, 
now's the time, and after that, you can say goodbye. I got nothing. It's all I should work on it. I should step into the modern ages and get a Twitter, but I don't have it. Yeah, uh, I'm on Twitter at Vince Holiday. Um, website VincentHolidayComedy.com. Uh, I'm getting a new website currently that'll be ready hopefully by the first of the year. It's AlexDillonComedy.com. Go there. Be my friend on Facebook and. Uh, go see the Whitey Ducks when it hits the theaters. <laughs> and that's all I want to say. Um, I just redid my website. It's MikeCodyComedy.com. Yeah. You can get links to my... Act piece of shit. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's already ready. It's January 1st. Uh, but it's got links to my other stuff. I never do Twitter, so if you want to be my friend, friend me on Facebook, and we'll be besties. All right. Uh, well, thank you guys for watching, and thank all of you so much for coming. Thank you, sir. And, uh, yeah, no, I appreciate you guys doing this. Everybody have a great holiday season. Thanks, buddy. All right. And that's it. Is this one of these things where the credits are going to be going while we're talking? Yeah, probably. I don't know why. I mean, just, we're, we should all start we're in the. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I was, was going to do the Who's Line Read the Credits game. But if you guys <laughs> I don't know how this is going to go. This is, a, this is very much up in the air. I don't know.